Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the beautiful Collision Podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life, faiths, cultures, and backgrounds, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. On this episode, you're going to hear from Jordan Gomez. We talk about family, what it's like to start a business at a young age, traveling, and a conference we both went to. So I know you're going to be so encouraged by this. Get excited. Hello, everyone. I am here with my guest, Jordan Gomez, and I am so excited for her to be on the show. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear from her. She is so awesome. Um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, we met in college at UNC, but I'll let her introduce herself, what she does, and get ready to listen to her. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> Margaret. So I'm Jordan Gomez, and hey, Jago. Um, we met in college, like she said, we're fellow Tar Heels, and um, I currently have my own business called Jago Fit. I'm a personal health coach, and We've been kind of talking about that because we both have a love for fitness, so that's kind of what we're going on today. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so Jago, where did we go to school so everyone knows? Uh, UNC Chapel Hill, the best school out there in the entire world, obviously. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yes, no, it really is the best school. Yeah, so we it actually is. met through a mutual friend. Um, her name is Kira. Shout out to Shout Kira. Out to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, we met through a mutual friend and they live together. And so whenever I met Jordan, honestly, one of the first things I noticed about Jordan is she is like seriously one of the most genuine and loving people I know. Um, and so <laughs> she really is. Um, and she'll be really humble about it, I promise. <laughs> but um, the fact that she is in the fitness industry, I think, says a lot about who she is and her character. And so... Jordan, I want you to um, kind of explain a little bit more about what you do, um, and she has her own business, and kind of the story about how that started. Awesome. Um, so, like she said, I guess going off of school, we went to school, and um, I went for exercise and sports science, where basically you're learning all about how the body works, and most people in our major, which she can attest to this, go to PA school, or PT school, or occupational therapy, um, um, and I went into the school thinking I wanted to become a registered dietitian. Um, just, I have a passion about nutrition and fitness. Um, ended up deciding that that wasn't for me. I, uh, started teaching group fitness classes and yeah. I absolutely loved it. Like just the energy of being able to work with people and have them talk to me after a class and be like, I've never been able to do that before. And now I can. Um, I realized that I love having people push themselves farther than they thought they could like mm -hmm. and that really was something that I was passionate about and I think until then I really hadn't figured out what my passions were like I knew I liked fitness and it helped me when I was going through um those awkward stages in middle school and <laughs> growing up and um 
going to Carolina and just really finding that community in fitness, I wanted to be able to not only be a part of that, but create that for other people who maybe have never been able to step out of that Mm -hmm. um, comfort zone to do it on their own. Cool. So did you ever like think you were going to own your own business or like start a business or uh, did that come later? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, well, you know, you think about your life and you plan like where you think you're going to be when you're in college and you're like, Oh, when I graduate, I'll totally be here. And it's never the case. Um, which is kind of a good thing in and of itself. Like you have to figure out your journey and, and, there's going to be things that happen in your life that are going to help create um, who you are. And so one thing that really created who I was was my mom. So my mom um, was a jewelry artist. She owned her own business, and she was a single mom growing up. Um, my dad was in the picture, but he also like was kind of out of the picture for the most part. And she was a strong woman who owned her own business. Yeah. And growing up with that was something that I think really made me feel capable of that. So yeah. I graduated from school. And not knowing what I wanted to do, um, decided to go to Australia. Woo, that's so <laughs> Just, fun! Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I pretended like I could talk like an Australian and absolutely used every single phrase I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I interned with Special Olympics Australia in Sydney. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, but I was in an office setting and... I was in Sydney, Australia and not absolutely loving it. And the reason was, was because I was just in the office and it wasn't that I wasn't having an impact on the people because I was, but just the, that setting, I just realized I didn't think it was for me. I was training someone online at the time. Um, she's awesome. I still, we still keep in touch and work together, but I trained yeah. her for a wedding. And, um, after the fact I was training her some more and she was going through some hard times with, um, one of her family members was sick. And after the fact, she reaches out to me and basically says, like, it meant so much to me that you worked with me so I could be strong because I was able to help my, um, it was her grandmother that was doing really poorly as her health. She had to come up and help her and she was able to lift her grandmother and yeah. and um, make it easier on them and just be, being able to be that rock for her family. Um, she just thanked me for that and having that immediate, like, impact like I just it really hit me and that was when it was that moment like that was a very yeah. defining moment for me I have a few that I'm sure there'll be more but that was one where I, I flew home back to the states and I was ready to start that I was like I want to be a personal trainer and I was already certified I was already doing some training online but um I decided not to go the the career route or the nine to five typical job and I went with the personal training. So, of course, my first impact is like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to find a gym. So I found a gym in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. And started training. Wow. Yeah. So you yeah. started training in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think I know a little bit what happens after. But why? Okay, so what gym were you at? Um, <laughs> I was at a gym in Charlotte area by the university. Okay. Um, we'll even mention it. But basically... I worked there, and it was a tip. I mean, it's a typical like commercial gym, yeah. a pretty big name, and nothing was wrong with it. I actually was really good at it. I I grew very quickly. Um, yeah. Because I worked my butt off. I worked probably five a.m. to eight p.m. five days a week. Right. And um, got to the point where I was training clients back to back to back. Had a very full schedule, and even though they sometimes you're told like the the sky's the limit the sky's the limit when you're in a setting that isn't your own and you're not your own boss sometimes there is a limit to that and yeah I felt kind of limited and I that was a point where I was really praying about it honestly and I um I felt like there was something else out there something more that I was supposed to be doing and yeah um 
that's when I decided to drop everything and drive across the country with my now fiance. Woo, fiance! Yeah, fiance. Still getting used to that. But basically, we uh, drove across the country, and during that time, I had a lot of time to reflect, um, a lot of miles, and wanted to start my own business. And I had already been thinking about it at the time, but you know, it's scary. It's really, really scary um, doing that, like taking that leap of faith and um yeah going out on your own and, and not having necessarily the the safety net of a 401k or health insurance for that matter and, yeah um so I prayed about it talked about it with my with Tommy and and we said let's go for it so having that support of him with my passion I decided to start Jacob Fit and been going pretty well yes okay so for any of y'all in the charlotte area i'm just gonna give a plug if, oh gosh <laughs> i did you, not tell her to do this she she did it but if you need a trainer jago fit is the person to go um because i know she's a good trainer but she's just also a more phenomenal person so you will like just learn so much and just be so encouraged freaking all the time because she's like super encouraging um but I'm I want to I want to come back to this but I do want to ask you okay so you traveled across country yes for two weeks right uh yeah that was I think that was a little over two weeks but yeah about that and that was two years ago (laughs) okay and so not a lot of people have done this that are listening so just on a a little side note what are some of like your favorite parts of that trip traveling across the country because that's so cool so i do have the whole thing on my website but um (laughs) it let's see highlights um we did a whole national parks thing we felt super super american we uh (laughs) went to it was amazing we went to colorado springs um we went to utah our Mm -hmm. favorite park was in utah it was um zion national park and one of the coolest things we did we were we did this um this hike where we were basically like in a creek the entire time yeah and it's called the narrows so you literally are winding through this narrow creek and you're you're knee deep in water where my first time chacos what's up <laughs> um <laughs> and it literally felt like it was in alice in wonderland or something like i'm looking up and to my right and my left there's just rock like everywhere and what? Um, it was gorgeous and this this moments like that that i just felt like at peace with yeah. my decision, you know, like it, it was funny going on a vacation when you don't have a job to go back to, right. that's not what I, you know, but the thing is I didn't want a job. I wanted my, to have more than that. And that was to follow my passion. And, um, so yeah, definitely the Narrows, um, Pikes Peak was awesome in Colorado. Uh-huh. I definitely want to go back there. Um, we went, had a lot of fun in St. Louis. That was kind of random city that we stopped in, but like we went to this really cool museum there called the City Museum. So if you're ever in St. Louis, definitely do that. Um, we, yeah, went to the Garden of Gods. There were just so many places. Um, we, I mean, definitely did the whole Grand Canyon thing, which is great. Yeah. But we, the funnest part I would say was that we didn't plan like any of it we we had like a couple stops on the way that we knew we wanted to get to and we um piled all our stuff into tommy's like giant truck and we slept in the truck bed because it had a cover so we slept in the (laughs) truck bed everywhere we went roughing it there were were a few nights where we didn't get a, a place to camp and we ended up just you know fine in a cool parking lot that was somewhat safe and camping out there so it was definitely an adventure that is so you okay that is really cool um yes i think 
that is a dream probably for a lot of people. Um, oh, well, at least of me to, to drive across country. I think that'd be so cool. Um, yeah. To do if I ever had time off to do it. <laughs> that's okay. So if, even if you don't, so that's the hard part. Is I know sometimes you can't just quit your job and do that. And I, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to, but like make a point like to do something like that, like some sort of road trip, even if it wasn't like that long of an extent like maybe just choose like two or three parks like utah arizona and like another spot and just rent a car like fly out there and rent a car or fly out from texas right. or drive up from texas and because it is it's just so cool um i was always like when i first graduated i was wanting to fly out and go across, out of the country out of the country out of the country and then finally i, I was like i want to explore our country so it was pretty cool to yeah. just see some of the stuff i loved it so definitely do it even if you're not a planner you can still make it work because I did <laughs> yes that's awesome okay and then we'll talk about it later but she did an, another one up and down Cal- or down yes. California um, later on so that is going <laughs> to be interesting I want to talk about that later um, but also okay so going back to biz- your business yes. um, what was the hardest like if you could pick one like of the hardest obstacles either like as it was starting or like so far um what's yeah. been the hardest because i think you know you're how old again i am 25 yes so jordan is 25 and so she started this really when she was like 23, 23. Mm-hmm. um and so i know for people that might be that age you know are not even thinking of that or think they could do that or are too scared to do that um so yeah. if you could just you know, share with us maybe one of the hardest things, just, you know, honestly, that you had to face through that? I think, um, wow, there were a lot of things, honestly. Yeah, Um, I believe it. (laughs) There really were. I mean, when I first started, as soon as I got home, I opened my mailbox and I'm getting a cease and desist letter from this gym. That's why I didn't want to mention it. From this gym telling me that I can't, um, do what I loved. Um, they're telling me that I can't, um, talk to anyone and I didn't reach out to any of my clients or anything so I had to start from scratch and and that's hard because I made such personal relationships with these people and mm-hmm. um, I truly care about them so that was probably one of the first like it hit me in the face as soon as I got there and I to the point where I was like okay I need to move out of Charlotte like I just felt like I needed to leave um, but then uh, again I felt at peace because I came back to the center of my why and why was I doing this and it wasn't too lash out at someone it wasn't out of like anger it was out of love that I wanted to start this business and it was because I, I wanted to reach people on a higher level um than just fitness and that's where the whole mind body soul aspect of Jacob Fit kind of came from so I think dealing with that in the beginning really helped me continue to push through that um I dealt with I mean there are a lot of costs when you're starting your own business and and that was definitely something I had to consider so yeah I had to put my college loans on hold for a while and make some decisions like that I had to um get back on my parents insurance ASAP <laughs> yeah which I, I mean the thing is is like I, I there are a lot of things that I'm blessed to have is like the support of my family like my mom and my dad like yes they like the aspect of having job security with their child but they also knew that they saw that I had this passion that right. I needed to follow and the support of them as well as um, my fiance Tommy was uh, it, I would not be where I am today without them so that's something that find that support um, surrounding yourself with people that 
get you because um, there are plenty of people I could have surrounded myself with mm-hmm. that are going to tell me that I should just give up and going to tell me that I'm crazy, which I probably am crazy, honestly. Like, I really, I feel like I'm crazy every single day and I really am and that's okay. Um, but I want to be crazy because I want to be following what I love. And so those kind of things that came up on a regular basis was questioning, like, is, am I doing the right thing? But that is because when you're, when you're filling yourself with fear, you let those other things that people are saying seep in. And so I I would deal with that and I would deal with this anxiety of fear coming in. and, And then my, honestly, my way that I got rid of that fear was, um, staying grounded in what I believe in and that's it's God and there's a reason that I am where I am today there's a reason that I I feel that need to follow my passions and um that really helped me get through it even when I was dealing with like having to start from scratch and and feeling like I was making the wrong decision um I kept pushing because there was something in me telling me that I should that, that there's that there's more to to my life than, than just where I had been. And so I wanted to continue to pursue that. And no matter what, no matter what other people told me, no matter what I, what fear came into me. So Mm -hmm. being able to deal with that and then also being able to understand that it's okay. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to fail. Okay. Well then once, if I get over that fear, then I can continue. I think that was a big thing for me too. Cause I felt like um, I was taking this big leap and a lot of people saw me taking it and they were really proud of me. And, um, I had people coming out of the woodworks talking to me and saying how much it meant to them to see me doing this. And that yeah. put more in my head, more pressure, like, Oh, if I, if I give up or if I fail, like it's going to be like, I made the wrong decision, but that's not the case. Cause the thing is that this decision can always lead to another thing that's right. going to help me grow. And so it doesn't necessarily mean it's the end game. And so something that you think is, like the goal might not even be the goal at all. It might just be a stepping stone. So that's something that being able to see that has really helped me. That, that is awesome. And <laughs> I think super encouraging. Cause I think a lot of people can, there's a lot of things we don't do because of fear and we yeah. don't step out in, in faith to do because we're scared of failure. I think failure in our culture and our society, you get looked down upon mm-hmm. um, so easily, but the reality is, I mean, failure failure happens, and it's always going to happen, and it's pretty much inevitable in, in most things. Um, and so, to to not do anything, to not have a leap, like to never jump because of that. I mean, you'll just stay s- still in your little corner forever. So, exactly, I love that because I think to me too, um, you know, with even this podcast and yeah. with other things, so much, so much fear or what people would think, or what people would think if I don't do it well, um, all that kind of stuff seeped in, and so to hear you talk about that, I think it's encouraging to me, but I think it's encouraging, will be encouraging to a lot of people, and one of the things you said was that it is sometimes what you're pursuing might be a stepping stone for something, Mm -hmm. um, to something else to come out of that, and so I know for you, and you can talk a little bit about this, so you started this, and then you got contacted by um, someone else for another fitness kind of group that you're also in. And so can you kind of tell how like that led into Camp Gladiator? (laughs) Yeah, no, I would love to talk about that. So I, um, I've been doing my own business for a while and I was still kind of working through kinks and figuring things out. And um, I got contacted by some trainers and 
I talked with them and they were just crazy genuine. It was freaky because I just hadn't been around that in the fitness industry. And um, it came at a time where I was kind of dealing with this feeling of being on an island Mm -hmm. as a trainer because I was doing something that I needed. So being able to work with them has been one of the biggest blessings because it's growing me as a trainer because um, Camp Gladiator is not, they don't put you down for having your own business. They actually want you to, they want you to thrive in that way and they'll they'll partner with you. So I'm partnered with them, um, contracted trainer, and I do all my boot camps through Camp Gladiator and I absolutely love it because I have a team that I work with in Charlotte and I have a team that I work with in Texas and, um, and then all the other places that they have, which we have a lot of different locations and stuff, they are constantly pushing you to be better. And I'm even going through a leadership development program with yeah. Camp Gladiator. And that is something that like they're doing because they see value in me and not in a way of it. It, it just is completely out of love. Um, it's a faith-based, the CEO is definitely a Christ, strong Christian and um, seeing them run their business in that way of just trusting God has really helped me because they're not in a way of um, crippling their people. They really want to help support them. And that's mm-hmm. something that, I mean, I'm taking those practices and putting them into my own business. Like when I have people under me as far as contracted trainers, like I'm going to give them that same love and support as I've been given. So it's just been really, really cool to see. And that's something where I felt like I was going against the fitness industry, not against them, but yeah. I guess against the grain is like, the way that my thought process was and um it felt like they were kind of doing the same and and that's kind of what people need and it's more of a community-based relational thing than just a fitness thing you know yeah that's so 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 cool so and you still have jega fit and so now you're just doing jega fit um on one side and then camp gladiator on the other side yeah and a lot of times they intermingle as far as like I have a lot of clients that I train one-on-one, um, and they're also doing Camp Gladiator boot camps, so it's pretty awesome to see how they can all work together. That is super, super cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so I have been to a Camp Gladiator. Um, yeah, you came. I'm so yes, sorry. I came when I was in Charlotte, so again, that it was awesome, and just to see you in your element... Because it's funny because I haven't seen you, like, really in that element since you graduated yeah. from college, and so to see you do that, I've just kind of it was super super encouraging to me because I'm like you are definitely definitely meant meant to do this you know what I mean? <laughs> like it is something that you were just I feel like very creative to do so super proud of you Jaco you're so sweet girl <laughs> <laughs> um so just uh I want to talk about your family a little bit just tell me so you said your mom owns her own business yes so she owns a jewelry business you said yeah, she, um, it's Presence Jewelry Design, and it's Presence, like, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, uh-huh. Presence of God. Oh, cool. Okay, so she, has she been in business your whole life, or, like, yeah, um, growing up? Yeah, that I can remember. She was working, she was a single mom at the time, and I think we, like, went to a dollar store one day, and she picked up some candlesticks, and when she got home, she wrapped wire around them and put beads on them, like, some craft mom or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that evolved into her making, like, painted glassware and wrapped wire, and then now it's evolved into doing, like, rat stone jewelry and, and hand, um, like, metal, like, hammered out pieces, and it's just, it's cool to see how her brain works, and um, I feel like we have a similar um, structure as far as mentally. Um, yeah. It's called orga- organized chaos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
So in our minds, it totally makes sense. But if you talk to our significant others, it is absolute chaos. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like some people work that way. Um, and oh, I do. It's, it, it's probably just everyone around me insane. So we got to kind of figure things out and come to some compromises. But, yeah. yeah so she's been a huge influence on my life. And that's really cool. So y'all are really close. Y'all have been always yes. been really close. Okay. Yeah. Cool. She's probably one of my people I'm closest with. Okay, cool. Cool. So does Sheila also live in North Carolina or? She, so we grew up, um, I grew up in Cary, North Carolina. And okay. so we lived in the same house like my whole life. And mm-hmm. um, my parents got divorced when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And my dad lived in Memphis for a while, Minneapolis, DC, like really cool places. He always lived in the city. So that was a cool experience. I always got to visit him and be in the city, like in the heart of it all. Right. Um, even in Charlotte, like he lives here now and we're in, in the city in the yeah. heart of Charlotte. Like, right on um, Church Street, which is awesome. That's and, cool. Oh, I love it. And it was really, really cool. And then my mom, it was nice because I had the stability mm-hmm. of like the same house growing up. And then also my stepdad came into the picture at a young age and it was like so, so amazing. Like, so me and my mom had this tattoo and it says Beauty from Ashes. And um, the, the principle behind it is basically like in Isaiah, God talks about making things out of dust. Yeah. And I just fully believe in that as far as like there can be a lot of messy things in our lives and just being able to create beautiful things out of it. And so yes, divorce is messy and yes, families can be um, crazy. But the thing is, is that it's so beautiful how God works through that. And um, I think that my dad really helped me with um, my confidence. He always, always drilled it that I should be confident and, um, give a strong handshake and look people in the eyes and and that's something that I take with me and I think because I carry myself highly it helps me kind of be more successful um yeah and and sure of myself and then my mom is the one that helps me have that creative spirit yeah Um, and then my stepdad is my my spiritual rock like he absolutely I would sit with him for hours as a kid and just ask him every single question and he was so patient with me and that's something that um, I still to this day will reach out to him about and I love that aspect because I think that a lot of times um, people might grow up in a, in a, a religious home yeah. and feel like they can't ask questions or feel like things are the way they are because they are and yeah. that makes them just kind of turn away from any kind of faith and, and anything and I I love that I was able to kind of push past that and and question things and I still do and I think that that's important in life that's awesome <laughs> that's so, so you <laughs> thanks no but I think it's cool too because um I think sometimes especially in situations or I know how friends in situations of divorce it's really hard mm-hmm. um in the sense of I think it's just cool that you know you are close with your biological dad but you're also close mm-hmm. with your stepdad and it's not mm-hmm. this like weird thing that has happened exactly. um and so I just think that's such a gift because I think oh, not everyone everyone gets that um, chance mm-hmm. or, or it happens that way for everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so um, what, okay, what, so what did your stepdad do again? Well, that's a lot. So he, um, growing up, like he always worked in the church um, for the most part. He was like a youth pastor for a while and then he worked with like a community program at a church and, um, he now he was working now with a company called jobs for life and he actually just started his own company um with helping people 
he'll go to churches and help them with um, any kind of like outreach program. But then with Jobs for Life, he was helping people like um, find jobs in the area, creating partnerships between people if mm-hmm. like they had recently come out of jail or anything yeah. like that. Um, so that way, churches were be, were able to kind of create those partnerships. So um, I know that he loves what he does, and he's. Um, continuing like i said those stepping stones like he's continuing to grow and and yeah now he's doing his own consulting thing which is really cool that is super cool um and so with jobs for life um we you so i want you to tell so you went to a conference which i also went to when i worked for um a ministry called bayshore christian ministries in california but we both actually ended up at the same conference, and we didn't know we were going to be there. Uh, that was an amazing day when we saw each other. I know. And ran across the room. <laughs> um, and it was like, yes. it was, I think it was three years ago, three years ago, and it was called CCDA. Um, mm-hmm. And so, the Christian Community Development Conference. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I, because I remember talking to you after that, and just kind of what that meant to you, like how the Lord spoke to you there, just the different things you learned. And so, I kind of want you to... Um, talk about that a little bit absolutely um well i don't know so there was a lot going on at that time and even the next one i went to two um, okay there's another one in memphis tennessee and um both times there was a lot going on in the world um just within like the church within um like the government um there was a lot of racial tension there were just so many things going on and being able to go to that um, conference, it was really, really amazing for me because I had kind of been uh, not scarred by the church, but I was just very turned off by by church in general mm-hmm. at that point. And in no way does that mean that I wasn't still like um, a Christian or spiritual or anything like that. It was just the church itself. Um, seeing behind the curtain, I was kind of just turned off by it. And so going into this Christian Community Development Conference, it was so amazing because there were all these churches that were coming there and all these organizations that wanted to create what God's plan was, which was he wants the church to look exactly like the world in the sense of like there being diversity and there being like, even like crossing between faith. Like I think that a lot of times we create these walls and that they're, aren't necessary between different religions and so seeing the the love that was there at that conference was really really amazing for me and it it kind of pushed me to continue to do that um with with relationships in my life and and that's what made me go to the one in memphis tennessee which was awesome as well like i absolutely loved it and my stepdad he was the one that helped kind of do the one in raleigh and um Mm -hmm. so him having a huge part in that like just hearing him talk about it, like, you knew he was so passionate about it. And that's something that, again, growing up with people in my life that were constantly following their passions is something that helped me realize that that was what I wanted mm-hmm. and not that you had to look for this stability or white picket fence life, but that that you were going to follow God's plan and what your purpose is in that world. And so CCDA was a cool for that. And I, I don't know, maybe your experience, you could tell me a little bit more as far as what you, you learned from that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I definitely wanted you to mention that cause we were both there, but, um, yes. I, I remember we, um, I don't know if we talked after that or if it was way later, but, um, when just, I reached out to you a while, that a while. Yeah. After. Yeah. When you reached yep. out to me. And so for those of you listening and I mean, I'll just, so, um, this conference is 
so she's right, Christian Community Development um, Association. Is it? Yeah. Um, conference, yeah, yeah. Conference, yeah. And that's what it, it yeah. stands for. Um, and, but it's, it's basically, it teaches you a lot about how to, how to do community development well, how to like live amongst your neighbors well. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time too, and I think even the most recent ones, they talked a lot about racial reconciliation and what that looks yeah. like and, um, and just the ins and outs of that and the real things and the hard things of that. And so um, it was really cool um, because Jordan went and then um, I think after the second one, when you went and did yeah. this, it was when she reached out to me um, and just asked me more of like what that has looked like for me, me being African-American, um, what, you know, what life has looked like, like how, how do we do better? And then I think we were at a bachelorette weekend <laughs> and <Of course>. um, <laughs> we were at a bachelorette weekend together for one talk. of our, for one of our friends. And then everyone left. And so we were still there. And so we got to talk a little bit about that more. And so it was just really cool to see how how much you've grown from that and how much the Lord taught you in that. And um, I think, too, a lot of your stepdad just being able to be open and honest about things he's experienced, yeah. correct? Um, and her stepdad, yeah. for everyone listening, is also African-American. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it <laughs> a lot kind of, of podcasts, right? We never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. What, so it kind of brings all of that full circle. Um, but I, I just think that's really huge. Um, and I just really wanted you to share that experience because I think everyone should go to the conference if they could um oh my gosh yes you absolutely (laughs) should um that is not even a plug that is just like the truth like it um like you said like my I think my thing is that um because you deal with a lot of people and I don't know I in my background is when I go into situations they don't know anything about my background but they assume they do because to me I look white and they know nothing else and so um I'll be in situations where things are, are talked about and so my struggle I remembered was um like okay well do I just sit here or do I actually address this situation because I feel like I love my brothers and sisters of every single background and it's not right for me to just sit there sometimes so being able to talk over with Byron about that and also just with like my mom which was really cool so my mom's white um and she's coming into a uh this conference where it is so cool I don't know what it is but putting yourself in the like like you deal with this every day but I don't like put myself in a minority put myself in a situation where you're the minority so if you are listening to this and you are a majority um male or female whatever that is put yourself constantly in situations where you're not um because one you're going to come from a more loving stance on a lot of different things um that are going on in the world and then also um it helped you grow man because and that's not just about race I'm talking about opinions I'm talking about everything so like Go into a place where other people aren't thinking the same as you. Go into a place where people aren't doing exactly the same thing um, because that can really help you grow. I think that's how I grew, honestly, was yeah. being around people that weren't like myself, and I loved it. And that doesn't mean that, like, you can't, like like I said, I work with Camp Gladiator, and a lot of them have the same passions as me. So that's not a bad thing. It's just really nice to kind of, in order to grow, you have to kind of reach out and put yourself in maybe an uncomfortable situation, if you will. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's very very true, and I think um, that you've just hit the nail on the head of putting yourself in situations where you are not the majority, because then exactly. you can better sympathize 
and not even better sympathize, but then better understand the minority's perspective and yeah. um, understand what that feels like. And not even a place to, not even putting yourself in that place so you can just come back with all these different answers or, no, or just come back to say to. anything, but just so you can better listen. And so I think that's yeah. so huge. Um, and I think that's very important for people mm-hmm. because I just feel like people just listened instead of always talking <laughs> yeah. these days and just heard people's stories and listened to who they are so much would be different I 100% agree I think that I mean we are especially in this day and age we are so quick to come to a conclusion to have to say our opinions to have to stand up for ourselves or whatever and it's not about that all the time I really think it comes down to love and like if you're going to love your neighbor like they talk about like you got to hear them first, you know, you can't assume that, you know, cause you might not, you might not know anything. And, um, one of my friends, I remember talking to me about this. It's just like not immediately acting like you understand or giving an example of like, Oh yeah, I'm going through that too. Because the thing is, it's like, yes, you might be able to relate to them, but listen first and yeah. then talk after and, um, and be okay asking questions. I remember like reaching out to you and, yeah. um, I am such a question person. I was an annoying girl in school. You didn't have many classes with me, but <laughs> in this huge auditorium of people, and I always freaking raised my hand like about everything, and I just wanted to know more. And um, and that's because I was never told not to do that. You know, I was never quieted as a kid. I would always talk at even adult situations. Um, and my dad helped me with that, and my stepdad helped me with that. So, yeah, having being okay asking people. I think that people um, feel like they can't ask questions, but. If you don't, um, how are you going to get stronger? And then also um, meet people with grace because I know that, that that's hard for me. My goal this year is actually to love people in their ignorance. Um, <laughs> sometimes that's hard for me. Yeah. Uh, and learning to do that has really helped me. And that doesn't mean just letting people continue to say whatever they want, but that it is freedom of speech. So yes, say it. And but then also I want you to listen just as much as I listen to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. Girl, you have so much wisdom. Everyone is going <laughs> to gain knowledge from listening to you on this podcast. Gain some knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, you are just great. And I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I love you. Um, so, but I know we do sort of have a time crunch. No, but... Um, yeah, let's stay on some talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to... So before we like end, I want to ask you two questions. Um and they're just more chill, fun questions, but kind of important to me. And um, there's a lot of just backstory on why I chose them. But the first question is, um, if you could have lunch with anyone, uh, dead or alive, it could be a celebrity, it could be, you know, the random person on this, in that restaurant that you see every day. I mean, anything. Um, who, anyone, I mean, who would it be and why? If you could have lunch oh, with anyone. Oh, man. That's hard. Okay, so... If I was going to go to brunch, so not lunch, if I was going to brunch, yes. it would want to be, it would be with one of my, like, fitness crushes, Nagar Fanuni. Um, okay. <laughs> Who's that? She's freaking awesome. So she's just, like, kind of rebellious in the sense of, like, people are going to tell you that you're supposed to look, act, or think a certain way in the fitness industry, and she'll just kind of break that immediately, and I highly respect that. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely love to go to brunch with her because I feel like we have some nice drinks. Um, <laughs> now, if we're going to a, di- a dinner and we're trying to have a sit-down dinner with someone um, and really have some real talk, I would say Nelson Mandela. Um, Whoa, I, okay, that's a good one. I know. So there's, like, two different things. So one is, like, I feel like I could be, like, 
really good friends with her. And then Nelson Mandela, I feel like, man, I just want to sit there and listen to him because I feel like he could, oh, man, just, like, solve everything, like, everything in this world. So I would just <laughs> go to dinner with him. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with him. I have, like, a quote on my uh, bathroom, and it says, yeah. uh, there is no passion to be found in settling for a life that is less than the one that you are capable of living. And that's Nelson Mandela that said that. And I love it so much because it reminds me to follow my passions. Yeah, girl. I love it too. That's a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then my next question, um, well, it's kind of a question. So one thing I love, which you're very, very good at, um, is encouragement. I think kind of like what we were talking about earlier, I just feel like there's sometimes can be so much negativity in our world and so much tearing down of people. And I just feel that people just need to be uplifted more. And one of my goals in life is to do that as much as possible. Um, and there's no such thing. As too, <laughs> there's no such thing as too much encouragement. So, um, right now I want you to encourage someone. So I want you to just pick anyone and then I want you to give them a shout out, um, as if they're sitting right in front of you and encourage them like what would you tell them like what would you say to them to uplift them to um whatever it is you would say and then after this episode I'm going to tag them in, in it so oh god um oh god that's hard I know. I know there's probably a million people you want to. Um, there to are. There's so many. I'm yeah. thinking of, like, all my clients are going through my head. And <laughs> I feel like, like I, I talk to them one-on-one, so. Um, yeah. I have, like, so many names going through my head. Dang it. You, did you send me the, was this question I was yes! prepared? Yes! <laughs> ah! Um, Margie, I really want to give you a shout-out. Is that weird? <laughs> Someone else, probably. Because I just, like, I'm so proud of you. I know you're just starting this, um podcast so we don't have to tag you if you don't want to but like oh my god I I want you to like continue this like absolutely continue with this because as far as encouragement goes like you were one of the main people when I was starting that was constantly reaching out and checking on me and making sure that things were going well and that meant so so much so just know that like you can reach out to me and with anything and um and just in a general sense, like, out from that, like, anyone that has been thinking about starting um, something that might be outside the norm, like, breaking away from a 9-to-5 job or, or choosing to follow something that they really, really have fallen in love with, um, I really just challenge you to do it and, and do it with your whole heart. Um, my dad talks about burning the sails, so basically, like, you never turn back from it. So if you really want to do it, do it with your everything in your heart mind and soul and and don't give up on it no matter what people say um write down your why of why you're doing what you do and that will get you through every single hard day so that's probably what i'd say sorry that you got a little shout out there oh my god (laughs) you're so sweet uh and everyone seriously i didn't know she was gonna do that honestly i didn't want her (laughs) i did not want her to do that um i know well now what are you gonna do (laughs) But I don't really, I didn't really have a choice. So, no, I'm so nope. thankful for you. And I am grateful that you were here and we could talk today. And yeah. I just think people that have just listened to this are probably have soaked up so much knowledge from you. So, 
awesome. Well, great to be around wisdom and knowledge throughout your own experiences, but that's all I can say. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you loved Jordan as much as I love Jordan. If you want to know more about Jordan, you can go to her website, jgofit360.com, as well as follow her Instagram, at jgofit. Um, and then she also has a Facebook page where you can follow her. So just type in jgofit again. Sorry we didn't get to hear more about her travels from San Francisco all the way down to Northern California. But if you go search those things, you'll see a lot more about that. Thank you. Have a great day.